Oh, I hate Twitch's ads. Is that an omen? Uh, oh, so crappy. Hello, everybody. Hey, you know, you'd think after 406 episodes, we could not have that happen. Well, yeah, you would think that uh, if you mute uh, Twitch's windows, that when an ad pops on, it wouldn't turn the audio back on. Because <laughs> I can't sit in the dashboard if I don't, if I don't get rid of it so all right hello so I everybody we, i guess we know what grinds your gears huh oh jeez. evil yeah. twitch so Jet. welcome to IGN. this ex- <laughs> we are this xbox life uh we have uh rob also known as presar we have mark also known as wingman 79 and this is episode 407 you know what grinds my gears um advertisements yeah yeah that want to pop up and Ruin everything. Yet, yet, we say that, but we also have ads on uh, our YouTube page, <laughs> which I don't yeah. know why we do. <laughs> we should turn them off. <laughs> so, gotta pay the I bills though somehow. Yeah. So we're all back this week. Um, we had a uh, special, uh, two special guests last week, and now we have two of our hosts back, and we are all back together. So let's talk about games. Um, but before, but first, before we talk about what we've been playing, uh, come to twitch.tv slash this Xbox life, uh, every Sunday, you know, roughly between 10 and 10, 15 PM. Uh, we go on for about an hour, hour and a half. If we're lucky other times, it's like four hours. Um, <laughs> but, uh, then we, <laughs> and then Rob takes, takes that audio works on it for three or four days, packages it together. Hopefully not. <laughs> and releases it on uh, your favorite MP3 store like iTunes or Google Play, I guess. Um, but, yep, hopefully this week the audio is a little little easier on you, Rob. So. But good work, yeah, by the way. Thank you, thank you. A lot of people really like the show, and the audio was fantastic because you did. Oh, I love the show. Yeah, you put a lot of time into it, so thanks. And wings, thanks, thanks for doing the uh, the uh, video or YouTube and stuff. By the way, all right, yeah, making me work when I was out, but that's yeah. all right. I'm used to it. <laughs> hey, what <laughs> no, can it I say? Very, right? It was very interesting. And uh, uh, was it Richard and Andrew? Am I correct? Yep. 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 Um, th- that was just. I want to thank uh, those guys for coming on, and Brian, thank you for doing that. I know. Um, if, if anybody's wondering about the, you know, Rob did an amazing job. He spent, so yeah, just for those wondering why it took a week to get the last shows out, hey, it last wasn't audio out. It was, it was darn close. <laughs> it was <laughs> six days, but like, look, look, I've, I've lived over in Europe and called on a regular phone line back to the States. And there's a delay about four seconds when you say something and then you stop talking. It takes about four seconds for that to get all the way across the pond and they hear you and then they're replying back. So, you know, Bron had to talk to someone even further away and, you know, so you got different internet constraints and we're going through the internet and wonderful Skype. So that's even worse than the Plano telephone service. So, you know, I totally get why there was a delay. So hopefully everybody understands, you know, to get you that in, in Rob. Awesome job, man. Um, I listened to some of that audio Thanks. and I was like, wow, he, you, you really, kind of patched it all up the, to make it yeah. sound better. <laughs> it's a lot different than the YouTube, huh? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So the Twitch and YouTube are live. That's what you get. But 
Yeah, yeah, Rob did a lot of work, so hopefully you guys will understand why there was a delay. He was working his butt off trying to give you the best quality audio. Uh, there was a lot of things there, um, so thank you, Rob. But And thank you to Andrew and Richard. That was uh, very interesting. Was I was awesome. very interested in the things they had to say. And uh, I just want to say, there's, dude, if I had to pay $60 for my digital game and then another 100 just to download it, I would be done with gaming. I, I would. There's no way I could afford to do that. I, I couldn't pay two hundred dollars almost for every game that I wanted to play. Well, you, you know, know, there's another thing that I was thinking about. I mean, we get all these games for free with Xbox Live. They essentially have to pay for them in some respects because they have they to. They got to pay to download them, them. so I know they're not even free. Yeah, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. So yeah, we um. It, it, it really, I liked that the whole episode because it was like, you know, people are, people talk about, you know, sitting in your ivory tower. And I think I was telling Rob earlier in the week, I said, yeah, it's like we in the States are kind of in that ivory tower because, you know, uh, you know, Microsoft and, and Sony are, you know, they're here, they're a big presence. So a lot of stuff, and you know, is kind of geared towards us, you know. Um, and, and the infrastructure, um, and we don't, you know, other parts of, I think Europe are probably better with internet, but you know, it's, it's interesting to hear, like I had no, I knew that like internet was kind of sketchy down in Australia, but i never knew they had to pay such massive amounts of money. But the interesting thing on that, uh, what they brought up is we're going to talk about in one of our topics. Yeah. It, it could be coming. And I, I, pre- I predict it is coming <laughs> here. So Uh-oh. what they have going on, don't, don't think it's just them. It's coming our way, people, and we'll talk more about that later. Um, so we might all need to start looking now for new hobbies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, But uh, awesome job, Brian. Hats oh. off to you. Um, I wanted to be on the show. I really did, and I, and I was home, and I could have joined, but... I really wanted with with those two guys on. I'm like, I just don't want to. I wanted them to have most of the airtime. So I, that's why I'm like, I'm just going to bow out and let you run it. And and I think it was better off. Yeah, it was, was good because every, you know everybody on Skype, like you know Rob and yourself that come through Skype, only travel through one channel on my board. So what would happen is I had to crank my audio to hear them, which then would have made whoever was on with me, just overpowering. It would have not yeah. have worked out well at all. So Rob would but. still be working on the audio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Episode 406 would come out after 409. <laughs> but, uh, so, all right. Great job guys. Appreciate it. Yep. So Rob, since you did a wonderful job, I'm going to give you a little bit of surprise. Okay. I'm going to let you sure. go first on what you've been playing. Oh, why? Thank you. Congratulations. Does that any have anything to do with me also being the first in the list too? Oh no! So no, okay. No, you get first place, and Mark and I get uh, what is it? Participation awards. You always <laughs> okay. get to go. Rob always goes first, so I don't think yeah. it's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Rob. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, first up, I've been playing a bunch of Forza Horizon Three. Big surprise there, I guess. Uh, very sarcastic with that, by the way. Uh, love the game. It's fantastic. Still having a hard time with driving on the left side of the road. I have yes. no idea yes. why. <laughs> I just gravitate towards the right, and it's just like obstacle city. 
Because normally I'm used to just passing on the left. I mean, yep. anyway. So uh, Forza Horizon 3, I'm really, really interested in in like what that game would look like at, with, uh, you know, the the better K graphics of the 4K TVs. What? Yeah, the 4K and the HDR. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious on that because it looks amazing as it is right now. So, uh, you know, what would it be like seeing it in first person or seeing it in front of you with all the richer colors? But uh, so I've been enjoying that. Uh, then I uh, got to play a little bit of WWE, I think 2K16. So I played that with my son a little bit. Uh, interesting wrestling game. It's, it's all right. Uh, there was Kerbal Space Program. This is kind of like a indie PC game, I guess. It kind of came out for the consoles or the Xbox, man, probably about a month ago or so. And what was interesting about this game was that when you start the tutorial, it has you go into the vehicle assembly plant. So basically the gist of this game is you're helping these Kerbals build a space program, basically. So you build, you know, like a launch pad facility type of thing, builds rockets and guys up, um, you know, try to get them to orbit. So it's, it's kind of like having your own space program, essentially. Hence the name, a Kerbal Space Program. Anyway, so you start this tutorial and you go into the vehicle assembly plant and it's one of these tutorials. It's not, it, it's not speech that guides you through. There's a big like, uh, like dialogue box, text box, whatever you want to call it, that you have to read and it tells you what you need to do. And it kind of helps you out by, you know, the game helps you out by blocking out certain sections of the screen. So you can only hit the ones that it wants you to do for the tasks. Fair enough. But the first thing that it wants you to do is to basically choose a, uh, what a command module, basically the, you know, the tippy point of a rocket where the, the guys, the astronauts sit inside of there. Yep. So it has you choose one of those and then you have to put in like a, an emergency system, which is this, um, this parachute system. So, and I don't know if this was just me or, or actually me or my son or just it's weird version of the game, or maybe it's the Xbox version period. But the way that it's set up is that this text box, it tells you like, okay, now click on the parachute and attach it to the top of your uh, command module, etc. It's like almost in the center of the screen. And it covers up probably three quarters of your command module. So when you go to attach the parachute, you can't see your command module hmm. and you can't continue to make the, um, make the dialogue box go away because you didn't attach the parachute. So you it's like a catch 22. It's, it's so weird. You should we be able to raise, you should be able to raise or lower your camera. I don't know which one does it. You know, I have Kerbal Space Did Program. Did you try on this P game? I have it on PC, so okay. I, I don't know on the Xbox, but you're you're you know you can go up and down, yeah, to to get to see certain spots. So maybe you just have to move it up or down. It's probably it's probably one of the triggers to be honest with you, or the D pad, yeah. the up and down on the D pad. Try that to see if you can go up or down. Yeah, because it had uh, like it was like you hit the bumper button and then use the analog stick. 
Yeah. That was like the zoom around it, but it just basically spins around the center. Yeah. You and can go dialogue, yeah. up, you can go up and down. Cause there's points in time, point points in time where you're going to have like a very large or very tall rocket right. and you're going to have to go be able to go up, you know, to the bottom to put sure. on your rockets at the bottom and stuff like that. But yeah, good old Jebediah so, Kerbal. Yep, so I would, <laughs> okay. But I would think that, you know, it, Obviously, this probably is not a problem in the regular game, but it's just the tutorial. And because uh, we spent a couple minutes just trying to see if we can move it around and you could spin, you could do these things, but we just could not rotate or do anything to pan or anything to the screen to display it outside of that box. So um, just there's an odd thing and uh, maybe it'll get another chance. I don't know. Uh, Or who knows? So there was that. And then also I played some uh, Super Mega Baseball. That's the uh, game that was free this month or maybe end of last month. I forget which. As part of Xbox Live. And uh, it's kind of an interesting little baseball game. Um, You know, funny looking characters. It's not a serious baseball game, which probably is good. Uh, Makes it a little bit more interesting. But... um, yeah, it was uh, it was it was a good game. Just totally annihilated my son yeah. <laughs> in the first inning. Unfortunately, it was like thirty to zero oh in the first God. inning. Oh, geez. but uh, yeah, but uh, you know, it's it's a nice game. It's probably one of the better baseball games that I played. Yeah, it's very Mario yeah. baseball like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's kind of fun. It's actually a good two player game as well and uh they did a nice job very much reminds me of like the wii sports type of thing but just more fun and better looking yeah so uh, another tip for you uh, just in general for kerbal space program because Mm -hmm. it is like it is a space simulator i mean it's when you get into orbit you have to do burns i mean all sorts of stuff go check out a guy named scott manley on youtube he is a kerbal space program like pro uh, he has some tutorials on getting started now. It's, it is PC related where he's playing, but a lot of the stuff should transfer over. I mean, I know it's just controls that are different, but yeah, um, yeah, he's really serious in Kerbal Space Program. So, okay, yeah. I have to check it out. Yep. All right, Mark, what about yourself? <clears throat> All right, I played. Um... I was on the road, but I took my Xbox One S with me. Was this the first time? This was the first time it traveled with me. How so, how was it compared to the uh to was, the uh I don't know what it was I'm nice. Like it the, was a lot less uh weight <laughs> to carry. Uh let, you know, they didn't have the big power brick to haul. Uh, it was nice. It good, was nice. Good. Um so but I played uh I spent the week playing most of the time I played XCOM too. And hmm. I really, really, really like XCOM 2, but I'm really, really, really frustrated at the same time. I have, gosh only knows, I've probably got 30 hours in the game. I don't know what I got. I got a lot of time in it, but I've got to the point, and I'm playing on the easiest level, and I'm now to the point where basically everybody's been wiped out. I've got nothing but uh, rookies, and the enemies are so hard that there's just no way for me. Basically, I'm going to have to start the game all over again. Ooh, sounds um, like Kingdom New Lands. It's, it's, 
And this has been, I've seen, I've seen write-ups on, on this before because XCOM 2 has been on the PC for quite a while. And there's been a lot of complaints that the game is just overly hard. Um, and that tends to be the issue with XCOM. Usually I'm always happen to restart and go through it again. And the, the, the frustrating part about it is it's like they've got this thing called the Advent Project, which it's like this ticking thing at the top and it's clicking down and, and it's like you're, you're, you've got to do all these certain things to try to stop and delay that. But it's like the, what I feel with XCOM is like that there's a very specific, like the developers know this is the path you need to follow exactly step by step. But there's so many things that you can do and research and go and do that. The, the likelihood of you following the exact path that you need to to get through the game is like, near impossible it seems like um so at this point i'm really kind of frustrated because i've played i'm a long ways in but i'm like i don't think i can progress any further because i've lost all my my main guys i can't win a mission now everything is just i'm getting blown away they've got these boss characters that instead of they called it um oh what is it called they can move after every time one of my guys makes a turn i forgot what it's called and um but it's like you know, normally my whole team will take their shots and then then the enemy team shoots but when they got one of these special boss enemies on the on the screen so if one of my guys makes a move and, and it's after like i each each character gets two turns right so i can move somebody to cover then this boss guy will make, he gets to move and kill and shoot and do whatever and wipe out part of my team. Then my guy gets to finish his move. And then that boss gets to do again. And, and he's like wiping four guys out at one time. It's just, it's, it's insane. It's like, and now I'm down. I've lost all my vets. You know, they got wiped out and it's just like, I'm on the easiest skill level here. And I and I know the game. I mean, I'm playing it correctly, putting in cover, using special moves, and it just doesn't matter. It's just like the you know everything is so stacked against you. And I just wonder how in the heck do people play this game on the harder levels? You know, I just don't see how people are even able to do it. Um, it's really overly hard, but it's a really fun game at the same time. So. Um, I, I don't think I'm going to be touching it for a while. Um, I ended up going back to Forza three, played a lot, uh, played some of that the last couple of days because I did take a break from it, uh, to place a lot of XCOM while I was on the road. Um, and, uh, now with gears coming out this week and what battlefield the following week and Titanfall the following <laughs> week, I don't see myself getting back into Forza or XCOM for quite a while. So, but, um, I do enjoy Forza Horizon 3. I do like the game a lot. My only thing about it is my enjoyment of it has kind of run its course, and it's what I expected. I loved the first one. I loved the second one, but I got kind of bored with it because it was very much the repeat of the same, you know, the first one, just in a different location, and that's really what this is. This has some additional things that they've put in, but it's still very much the same thing, you know? So it's just like, I just kind of bored after a while. Um, and, and, and so then it's not like if you've never played a Forza Horizon game, 
then this is going to be like awesome. You're going to love it all the way through to the end. I think if you're like me and this is the third one you've played, it's kind of, you know, you're just like, man, I've been doing this. You just feel like you've been doing it for a long time. It's an outstanding game and I like it. Um, and I think it's great and worth the money. It's a beautiful game. But uh, I just don't feel like I have to play every waking moment like I've felt with like the first one. But um, we do have, I didn't check today, but I think I, it was yesterday I checked and we had a, we have 175 people in our TXL club in Forza Horizon 3. So there's a lot of people out there. I do encourage, and we got a lot more people than that that listen to the show. So if you're listening to the show and you got the game, uh, you know, and you're not in a club already, uh, definitely check out our TXL club. A lot of us in there. So it's cool. But uh, I think that's all I've played this week. Yeah, that's it. All right. Cool. Well, uh, let's see. Um, I, I play like one thing of Super Mega Baseball. I just did it because I was just relaxing for a little bit. Um, I have also played some XCOM 2. I do agree with you where it's like, oh, if you don't do it in these exact steps, you're going to get killed because I was like on the first mission and I replayed it like six times because for one, I wasn't going to lose one of my main people on the very first mission. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I know I never really played XCOM. I've only played a little bit of it. But knowing that you've played XCOM, you love XCOM, you're playing XCOM 2, you would like XCOM 2, or you love XCOM 2, and you're struggling on the easiest has pretty much like summed it up for me of just uninstall it, you're never going to play it again. Um, so that's probably what I'll do is uninstall it, never play it again. <laughs> maybe maybe sometime in the future, like if I ever get through XCOM, the first one or something like that, an enemy unknown, because I know you've played the first two, right? Oh, I played XCOM back from the original XCOM game back on Windows 95, mm-hmm. what, uh, 20 years ago? Yeah, I think well, yeah, years I mean, ago. The, the I mean, I've been, uh, yeah, so I've been playing XCOM since then, um, and, uh, but yeah, I played Enemy Unknown, Enemy Within on the 360, um, actually played them both a little bit on the one, because they're backwards compatible. I bought XCOM 2 on the PC, and, uh, doesn't run very well. There was a lot of issues. Um, so, uh, like just with like audio not working and stuff like that. So I bought the deluxe full on version for the PC. It didn't work. So I bought the full on deluxe version for the Xbox two. Uh, it does work and everything runs. It does have some stuttering, um, especially when a mission loads. In fact, the very first mission I went on, the game crashed completely to the desktop. Um, to the dashboard on the on the xbox uh, but it only happened that one time but it's like as you see the game loading it does this camera like kind of zooms in there they're, so they're all your all your guys are sitting in this little what is it called the skyhawk or whatever your, your transport vehicle and it's like the camera will move in to read the mission thing and then it moves back out well as it's doing that you can see going it's like it's like stuttering as it's trying to load the game at the same time and i'm like oh this is pathetic um, but that's really the only time I really see any kind of stuttering is when it is actually loading the game. Um, the gameplay itself is pretty smooth, runs well. Um, uh, seen a couple instances where it's sitting on enemy activity for quite a while, but, um, if you just let it sit there, it will eventually, you know, complete. I'm not sure what takes so long sometimes with, uh, moving the enemies around, but 
otherwise, yeah, the game's fun. I do enjoy it, and I really enjoy all the new stuff they've put in, like weapons and like I've got this one character who I had. Uh, <laughs> she was friggin' awesome, dude. Oh, it was funny. I had so they got these snakes, these serpent aliens, and I if you kill one and mind jack one, you can mind jack them to get data. Uh, so you run up and jam this tool, like this this wrist blade almost thing that you you can outfit a character with, and jams it up into their skull and it kills them. And then you try to hack this module in their head. And if you're successful, then you get like Intel and stuff like that. Well, I ended up doing research on them and I got this new outfit and then it was this uh, serpent outfit. So this lady was running and it looks so corny, but it was cool because I knew from above looking at everybody, I instantly knew where this one character was at all times because of the, the snake uniform that she had on. And she had on this awesome, this, this friggin' weapon. It was a one shot th- weapon, but it would kill everything. Just boom, one shot. And then like the big enemies, it, it could almost completely take them down in one shot. So if I had another soldier shoot at him and take them down and then she shot them second, boom, they were gone for good. Um, and it was like, so there's all these different weapons and things that are special and you can create and pick up and, and they really add a lot to this game over previous versions of XCOM that this just, you know, they had a few things, but this has a lot more variety of stuff to do. Um, so it's really cool. I'm enjoying that. Um, but yeah, the game is just, it shouldn't be, I don't think it should be this hard. Um, I shouldn't have, when I'm on the easiest version, you're just, you know, when you play on the easiest skill level to me, I do that because I just want to play through the game. I, I don't, I don't mind some challenge, but I don't want to get to the point where I can't complete it. I just want to sit down and play. So most games these days at my age, I've just said, you know what? I just want to play through it. I paid full price. Let me just play through the game. And if I like it enough, I'll come back and try a harder skill level. Um, and XCOM is something that if I get through it all the way and play through, I can see myself coming through and trying it on a harder level. But they, it, it's like ridiculously hard. It's like the boss characters stay the same level. I mean, I, I can't see these guys being harder on the harder levels. They are so overpowered that it's unbelievable that, you know, your, your guys just can't do anything to them and you can't. And it's like, you got to research all these other weapons and stuff to be able to take these guys on, but you can't do that because you've got to build these facilities to build certain things so that you can go and reach out and contact with other groups and communities so that you can take out these like uh, other alien bases that are built to stop this advent project. You're trying to stop the aliens from winning. So it's just like this thing's it's ticking against you so that you can't do the research or put the people where you want because you have to do this specific line or path you have to follow. So then you don't get to do all these other, it's just like, Oh, it's just, it's too much, too fast. And it, and they're overly too hard on, on an easy level. So that, that's just my one frustration with the game. Um, you know, I want to keep playing. I'm having so much fun, but I, I've hit that wall. It's like, I'm going to have to either go back to an earlier save or just start all over. Um, and I think at this point, I think I just, I might as well just start over. So yeah, it's frustrating. And I think Ron, in that very first mission, 
Did you lose two the first two people? You because you start out with like two people, right? And then you go and you gain. Uh, you you oh, find some people and the next then you one lose, after that. you lose the people you started with, and it's yeah. like there's no way around it. Like, yeah, I lost. You're, I, they're gone. Yeah, <laughs> I lost just, one person in the very very like the training one. I'm talking about the next one after that. I lost the person with the the sword or whatever, and I was just like, "Nope, oh, I'm not I losing. That. I'm not losing that person. that person." So I just I replayed it until I didn't lose anybody. I got through it without losing anybody. I mean, in the training I, mission, the second it's actually the second real mission yeah, after no, they the bring very you first back. One, it's like you can't. They're dead. I mean, they're, they're it's all more scripted. You're gonna lose those, but yeah, yeah, after you get through that very first introductory mission, then yeah, you and I think that's another thing. You're gonna have to play the game. So that if you lose a guy, you're just gonna ha- you're gonna have to replay the mission. You're gonna have to keep replaying the mission until you can complete it without losing anybody, because right. you're gonna need those people. Mm-hmm. You know, even if they get injured, just don't let them die. You know, that's the thing. And there's so many cheap deaths I've had where, and it's another. Well, this is XCOM in general. I mean, I can my my character is pointing his gun at the head of a guy, right? He's like standing on the block next to him, right next to him, points his shotgun at his boom, and he misses. Miss, yeah. I, I mean, and I, I don't like what the hell. And I've seen like I'm standing face to face, and it says you have a 17% chance of hitting him. I'm like, he's a bl- one block away, no obstacles. I got a shotgun, and you're saying in a direct line of sight, and I have a 17% chance of hitting him. It should be like 97% chance. So I've seen that so many times, which doesn't make any sense because there's nothing in the way. There's, you know, it's a clear line of sight. Doesn't matter what the weapon is. Um, I've seen like really low percentages of being able to hit these people. And I haven't figured out if it's a problem with the game. Is it some special power that the enemy character has to, to throw off like my hit percentages? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I've stood right in front of them and it's super low percentage. Like you're going to miss. It's almost a guaranteed miss, you know, but then I haven't, you know, other times like earlier in the game, earlier in the game, I didn't see that. It was as I progressed on, I saw this start to develop. And it's like, no matter where I put my guys, I couldn't get a high percentage shot even when I'm standing in front of them. So I'm not sure if that's um, an issue, technical issue with the game or or if it's some special power someone on the one of the enemy guys has to screw up all of our offensive capabilities, which could be, but nothing. there's nothing that I've seen to let me know that that's what's causing this. Oh, well, this guy over here is causing you that problem, and now I need to work on taking him out. Right. So, but, um, yeah, I don't know. If anybody else plays it, I know people are playing it. Hit me up, shoot me up. Shoot me up a message, hit me up on Xbox Live, and we'll talk about it. Maybe you know something I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's that's enough of me for XCOM too. Uh, <laughs> and I know yeah. I'm, I'm I'm putting it down, but it is I it's fun. Yeah. It's just too freaking hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, I mean, mine is like you know I never really was in it, so it's probably one of those things where like I was playing, it's like man, I've had so much trouble. But in my mind, if you're having that much trouble, then maybe I'll just like take a step back and just relax because. Other than XCOM 2, I've also been playing Forza Horizon 3. Um, 
pretty game. I've had fun for what I've playing it. I know I've jokingly put the game as junk in uh in my message just so I could trigger wing a little bit, but I, I'm <laughs> actually joking. The game is the game is not junk. Um it just has I love racing games. I love all I love the Forza series. Um it just has that thing that every racing game has, um, which is Oh, look, here I am. I'm trying to make a turn. Oh, every computer car makes a perfect turn. And here I'm sliding off the road, even though I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And like, oh, look, a tree. And I just I barely tap a branch on it. It puts me to a complete stop. And so it just has those kind of annoying things. But but it's it's you know, that's in my mind kind of expected. I knew that when I play Forza Horizon that I'm going to fly off the road. I'm going to run into a tree. I'm going to do this. I'm doing that. So like I'm. I think I'm ranked in the tw- I'm in the 20s, like 27 or something. I haven't put too much time into it, um, but I've had fun, and I think I'm about the same way you are, Mark. Which is just like, okay, yep, uh, that was a good game game to play for uh, my few, you know, for my week that I needed to do something because now it's Battlefield, Titanfall, Gears. Like I know I'm going to play Gears. I want to beat Gears. Like, and I have to beat it. I have to beat single player like within a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but my thing is, is like, I'm not going to be like hardcore, like nothing, like all battlefield. Like I'm ready to spread things out. Like I want to play a lot of horde. I think the horde sounds awesome and, and stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to those games, but yeah, with Forza Horizon well, if, three if and if somebody X-Con, would have opted for the uh, ultimate edition, we'd be playing already. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. So I, I was instructed. I need to find a new sharing partner. <laughs> By the community. <laughs> oh, well, they, I mean, paying extra money to play it a few days early. So, you know definitely, definitely when I wouldn't be able to take part in it because, you know, I, I go to football until late at night on Friday. Uh, Saturday, yeah. I have very little time. Sunday, I, I have I coach football. I, you know, had a bunch of other things. I got podcasting. It's just like, oh, I'm not going to be able to really play it until Tuesday when it comes out. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I'm just yeah. teasing you. It was I good know. that I'm glad we didn't. Have, I didn't have the ability to play it early because I came home after being gone for a week. Came home Friday, and I would have been glued to the TV all weekend. And I'm like, instead, I've spent time with my family. So, yeah. oh, oh, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it's better. Yeah, but that's what I've been playing, and 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 you know, probably my list. My list next week will consist of Gears and Battlefield because I will be playing Battlefield on the 13th. And on the 18th, because I guess I get to play that one early. So, but so, moving. Oh on. yeah, yeah, you're getting Battlefield early as well. Yep. So, all right. Uh, this XboxLife.com/slash Patreon is a wonderful way to support the show. If you go to that address, uh, you can become a patron of the show, and that is like a monthly subscription, if you would like to put it that way. Uh. You choose the amount. Uh, we have a couple tiers there for things like last week. Uh, um, Andrew and Richard, who were on the show, uh, put on the tier where they got to be on the show. So that's uh, that's how they got to be on the show. Um, we need to get but, Jason on here too because he's high enough tier and he's changed jobs now, so he should be around on when we record. Yes, we should so do we that. Need for to like, get Jason back on. Yeah, yeah, like next week or something. You know, I really want to get those taken care of, but 
Um, if you don't want to become a patron, you don't want to do a, a monthly thing or, or commit to a monthly thing, you can do like one time tip. Uh, and that is this xboxlife.com slash donate. Uh, if you go there, you can pick anything from $10 to $10,000. It's completely up to you. Um, <laughs> actually, you can be from, I guess, a penny if you want, but I think we'd have to pay more money. For yeah, we wouldn't actually a, get that. Yeah, we like we'd pay more money for the penny than would get a penny. Um, so, but that is another way to donate. Um, unfortunately, we're not a Twitch partner yet, unless we can get another two hundred and something people to watch our show at any given time that we're on Twitch, and then at that way you could do our Twitch Prime and give us your free subscription. But we can't take part in that right now. So roundtable. Yeah. I wrote. Uh, there's some things that were going on uh, this week to chat about uh, other than, hey, get ready for the Gears of War launch and get ready for all these launches coming up because that seems to be the big thing. Everybody else is like people's really busy. Um, a lot of the websites were at TwitchCon and now they're at Comic-Con New York and all sorts of things going on. So, But um, I had a couple things here. First one was Microsoft talks difference in power between PS4 Pro and Scorpio. Um, I thought this was pretty interesting because we've talked about it. And do you guys like it's confusing to me because everybody keeps talking about 4K and HDR and like our box does this and our box does that and like. Oh, what's but it's not true 4K and it's and it's just like all these question marks, right? Um, but I guess Eurogamer had an interview with uh, Did, didn't Microsoft. Did we talk about this? This exact one. I could have swore we covered this. Um. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, an article from September 21st. Yes, we went through this article two weeks ago. <laughs> well, hey, it's on the front page of IGN's Xbox page. So, well, that's because right, they re that's because they recycle their stuff. Oh my gosh, they and might have. They probably you. went and changed a comma and put a period in where it was supposed to be, and that made it a new article. <laughs> All right. Well, I thought, but to me, I couldn't remember us talking about. I know we talked about something Scorpio related, but this one here was an interview pretty much where the guy was saying right. they're not true 4K. They have a bunch of right. asterisks next to all their stuff. But Yep, because I read this on okay. the show two weeks ago. Okay. Right, Rob? <laughs> or am I losing sure. my mind? I, I remember talking about this. A little bit of both. Yeah. Because he was talking about how marketing, how uh, Phil Spencer was talking about the marketing behind what Sony's doing and how they... We talked about how they were doing, um, what's it called? Checkerboard. Yeah. Checkerboard something. Yeah. And that's how they're getting their 4K, but it's not true 4K or native. It's Yeah, it's pretty much crap, right? That's what they're saying. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, then, okay. So then the next thing is, I know we talked about this back in 2014, but there's an update. So... Remember way back when in 2014, it would have been Christmas time. And that one group that thought they were really like those one kids that thought they were really, really cool because they were showing off like, hey, we're Lizard Squad. We we DDoS attacked. Lizard. Yeah, we we brought down PSN and Xbox. We're awesome. You know what I mean? Well, they got arrested and uh, have been prosecuted. 
<laughs> so I'm going to read this here. It says members of hacker group behind 2014 holiday attack on PSN Xbox live arrested. And, and this was one of the ones just in general. I mean, I remember, ta- I remember us talking about it saying like, I don't care if it's PSN or if it's Xbox. I was like, both of these companies just need to tattoo these guys with everything they can throw at them because they deserve it. Um, but the two teenagers belonging to the hacker group, hacker group Lizard Squad, uh, which was responsible, like I said, were charged with cyber crimes this week. The news was announced in a press release via Polygon uh, from the Department of Justice, Justice, revealing that the two individuals uh, are charged with conspiring to damage protected computers. Uh, both individuals are 19 years old. They were arrested in September. And we're t- uh, one was in Maryland, and the other one was taken in custody in Netherlands. So the charges come after an investigation by U.S. authorities into a website that allowed people to pay to have harassing phone calls made to be uh, to a target. One such case saw this person in Illinois receiving threatening calls for every every hour for thirty days. Lizard Squad also launched uh, distributed denial service attacks, better known as DDoS. Okay on gaming entertainment and media companies. So I am so happy when I read this, because this was not September 21st, like my last article. This was on October 8th, which was yesterday. (laughs) When I read this, I saved it, and I was just like, I was so happy, because I really would like to see these two individuals like put out somewhere so we can just beat them. (laughs) I mean, because I remember, remember like how, like, like, I don't know how to how like how to put it. How they're just like showing off that they did it and how big and bad they were. Oh, like how the, we're, we're the so, one, yeah yeah the one guy that released that video he was really smug he was just like uh, you know these companies deserve to get this mm-hmm. and in the end I mean we we're talking about this at great length and we we're basically saying that these kids are making it out like they're hurting the companies, but the people they're hurting are, you know, families. Yeah. They're yeah. 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 Cause I, re- I remember going into him like, listen, yeah, you ruined my kid's Christmas. I'm going to break you for it. That, I mean, that's like how mad I was because it's like, yeah, you're, you're not hurting Microsoft. You're not hurting Sony. You're making it to where my kid thinks his Christmas present is broken. And yeah. You're not, you're 19 years old, so you're not a father and you don't, they don't understand. But it's like, just, just let me have them for five minutes. Just, just five minutes. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, I'm so happy that I don't know. The article didn't have like what they're like, if they're going to prison or, or anything like that. But usually when you get tattooed for cyber crimes, like you don't get to touch computers anymore. Like you get stuff like that, like taken away. It's part of parole. Like you're not allowed to touch a computer. You're not allowed doing this. So like, you know, I am just so glad. I I would really like to see him go to jail for you know two three years, but uh, it wasn't in there. What's actually going to happen to him? But so happy to read that. So, but good. Um. Couple quick things here. Halo Reach is now better on Xbox One than the Xbox 360 due to a patch for all you Halo fans. Uh, okay, so I went and did this thing here. So 
You get 100,000 in-game credits for Rise of the Tomb Raider if you play it. And I don't know, was there a date on that? I think it was on Tuesday, wasn't it? Oh, was it only on a certain day? Yeah, I think it was on a certain day. Yeah. Ah, see, I was thinking it was like a span of days, but they never stated on what day it was on. So I just popped it in and tried it out. So I guess late on the, late in the game on that one, too. Yeah, um, I, I want to say it, it's this coming Tuesday. Oh, this let me, coming Tuesday. Let me see Tuesday. if I can. Yeah. Uh, let, let me look it up real quick. Okay, I do that. Well, well, I, mean, I feel bad I'm putting things in here that's like all over, but every oh, what, what news the heck Bron? every new site i went to these are like the top art it's like they're taking a week off <laughs> so, um well, well rob and i did why not everybody else <laughs> right uh yeah i mentioned earlier i'm gonna start playing battlefield one uh battlefield one if you have ea access you can start on the 13th uh, i think it gives you the it's like the 10 hour uh 10 hours to play battlefield one type scenario and then uh it launches on the 18th uh if you are Uh, it's on the yeah 18th if you have the early access, the 21st if you don't, something like that. So um, that is coming up for anybody who has the EA access. And Rob, did you get any info on yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Swinging back to the Tomb Raider thing. Yep. So it's a couple of things all tied in together. So they've got all the new content for Rise of the Tomb Raider, mm-hmm. all the 20 year celebration stuff. So that's going to be available on October 11th, which is Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then starting Tuesday and going for a week. So I was wrong about the one day thing. Okay. So starting Tuesday at 12.01 a.m. Pacific Standard Time until right. Tuesday, October 17th, 11.59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh that's your time window of when you play the game. And they say every platform in every country is included in this promotion. Cool. So that includes Xbox one, windows 10, Xbox 360. And uh, they say the only requirement is that you have an internet connection to log on the game's server. And uh, yeah, they say that they're giving out 100,000 in-game credits to purchase expedition card packs. Very cool. Yep. So, free credits. So, good. Starting Tuesday. So, you basically got a week from Tuesday to Tuesday. Yes. All right. Um Now, before I ask you guys if you guys have any additional things, do you guys watch Westworld? I know it's not gaming related. Oh yeah. Have mm-hmm. you watched it? Wayne, have you started oh, yeah. watching Westworld? I, I got to see an episode of it. It's something I wanted to watch. I saw it this week in the hotel, but I don't know. I have a feeling this was maybe episode two. Um, what was so going on? I'm gonna watch. Um, I'm gonna watch it tonight after the show. I'm gonna load up the HBO Go app and see because I think there's two episodes out, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so I I have a feeling that I caught the second episode because it was just like everything was just happening. It's like, well, wait a minute. Well, how, I, I how thought there was start, supposed though? to be an explanation. Well, the one I saw was like, uh, the, the girl's father, the girl that I, I think she's the main girl. Her father gets, I don't know if I want to say anything, but he gets killed. Was, and, um, the, the, there's, uh, there's oh, that's like the a, first episode. Almost like an Indian yeah. guy, or he was a, 
a casino guy. That's yeah, that's, that's the first, the first track down by some dude all in black and yep. You're that on your was fir- the very first one? Yep, that's the first episode. The second episode didn't come out till tonight, but they actually released it early yesterday. I think yesterday. Oh, okay. So, but yeah, that is I, the, I that's the first I thought they episode. were cuz like the ads are talking about uh, like it's like almost like a theme park or something, but I didn't see anything mm-hmm. like they didn't say that or explain that in the first one unless I missed it. You yeah, you find out more about yeah. it later. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll Did probably watch the because I was busy, of it? so I didn't get to like hundred percent zero and focus on it because I was wait planning to watch it when I got back home. So yeah. I do plan. I'll probably watch both of them, but I'm also behind on. I got to watch the two hour finale of Fear the Walking Dead. I've got a bunch of other shows I've been wanting to watch. So, but yes, what I saw of the West World um, from the hotel, it was freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely watch the rewatch the first one. So, but uh, oh, the reason why I brought it up is uh, I was reading today. It was pretty interesting. Is the executive producers they are inspired by two games, two games, and well, you guys probably read the topics. Do you? Would you have guessed what two games that would have inspired it if I told you without you guys seeing it? XCOM and Doom. <laughs> XCOM and Doom. No, so the uh, inspired Forza games would be in Doom, right? <laughs> yeah, Red Dead Redemption and uh, Bioshock. I was going to say Sim City and uh, Candy Crush. Candy Crush. <laughs> I, I can see Red Dead for sure, but I'd almost say Red Dead and the Sims. Mm. <laughs> uh, no, well, oh, you know what? That's actually pretty. Yeah, like what? What other games would you have pictured if you didn't know it was Red Dead? Red. So yeah, Red Dead and Bioshock is what games they said inspired them to create the show. Now, when I sit back and think, mm. I'm like, okay, Red Dead because of the Western, right? Yeah. yeah. And then Bioshock because it's, you know, you're making some utopia world that didn't work out, you know, if you think about Bioshock. Um, you know, it's yeah, but it wasn't be- isn't the premise of this though, it's not it's not this so maybe and maybe I'm if if I'm missing something or I'm or I'll get this by watching the show or maybe it hasn't been an, uh, stated yet. My understanding was that this was like like an amusement park where rich people pay and I'm not sure how they get into this world yet. I haven't that one I don't understand. I haven't figured that, it out. But yep. they they go into this other world and there's no consequences. So they're free to do whatever they want to the quote actors that live in the world or or are part of the theme park, if you will. Mm. Is that that's well, my understanding, right? So, it's, it's I mean, like- to give like the history of it, uh, the storyline was done by Michael Crichton. Um, and you guys probably have heard of that name before, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it was a movie from the early seventies of basically like an amusement park, wild west amusement park that used robots to be the characters and the character or the robots turn on the people and they start killing people. So, um, you know, that, that was the history with the old one and it starred, starred, uh, what Yule Brenner. I remember like it was kind of scary from when I was little 
you know, just seeing that guy, you know, being like a robot and unstoppable, you know, almost like an early Terminator, I guess. But uh, they basically took that whole storyline and they, you know, modernized it. And uh, I'm really curious to see where they're going to go with it because I was kind of on the fence about it because of the original movie. Because, I don't know, you know, I don't know if I really could say that I liked the movie from the early 70s, but that was a long time ago. What is that, 40 years now? Oh, I don't know. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's 43 years old now. Forty, Yeah, 43. So uh, they've definitely modernized it a whole lot. And from what I've seen of the show, I, I really enjoy it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what they're going to do with it. So, I mean, obviously technology's changed a lot in the last 40 years. Yeah. And the whole thing is there's some kind of world where it's an amusement park, per se, and... They appear to have, sounds like, different kind of environments. It might not only be the Wild West. It it sounds like they also had some other kind of, of uh, worlds where they might have had, like, mysteries and, and such. So it wasn't just Wild West. But these robots get recycled mm-hmm. through the different environments and such. And... Um, and, there, and there's something going on, whether it's a virus, whether it's foul play. I think it's foul play because there's that one guy in the in the or you know the pilot episode. He kind of goes around and he's not playing by the rules, and he's got some kind of agenda. He's not just a regular guest. Yeah, I mean that that's interesting. I don't know if it's like corporate sabotage or he's trying to steal something, but it's uh, it, it's really interesting. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing more episodes. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm liking it. Sim, Sim. Mm-hmm. That's funny. So the Sim. All right. That's. I mean, is there any? Uh, I, nothing really going on this week. I mean, is there anything you guys else want to chat about? Or I know, I know, we have we have a topic that we'll be discussing that comes from one of our emails, so we can just pop, bump down there in the community and. And move on. Sound Sound like a plan? Sound like a plan? All right. Uh, Before we get there, to contact us, you can send us a voicemail, which we love dearly because we can get your voice into the show. And you can go to thisxboxlife.com and click on send voicemail on the right, follow the prompts. We get it. We put it in the show, answer your question. Um, You can email us, which we're going to be routing off two emails today. And you can do that by going to the main site and clicking contact up in the uh, top right hand, I believe, or t- in the top area, uh, top left, this way, over here. <laughs> um, Your or, other left. Yeah. Or emailing us directly, which is contact. Am I backwards? Yeah. Contact at this com. So, um, so that's two ways to get a hold of us there. Uh, we have uh, twitter.com slash this Xbox Life or this Xbox Life dot uh, com slash Twitter. Uh, we'll take you to our uh, Twitter page, I guess, if you want to say. And then for Facebook, we got this Xbox Life dot com slash Facebook to join our Facebook group. And we've had a number. We have a two or three new requests this week, which was nice. So, um, but no voicemails. 
but we do have Facebook message and we have two emails. So hit the uh, hit the emails first. All right. First one up is from Flame Slinger, where it's in. Let me tell you why boycotting EA access over Titanfall 2 is a misguided idea. EA wants Titanfall in EA access and undoubtedly tried. But in the end, it's not up to them. Unlike the other titles in EA access, EA doesn't own Titanfall. Respawn does. EA only publishes Titanfall, which means they don't get to decide whether or not to discount it unless expressly permitted to by Respawn per their publishing agreement. Respawn has leverage now, unlike last time, to tell EA no and protect their value of their intellectual property, allowing a second-party distribution platform to sell your game at less than $60 is something that never happens for a new AAA game, and this shouldn't be an exception. If you want to be mad at someone, be mad at the lawyers working for Respawn telling them not to devalue their their intellectual property. There's no reason at all to be mad at EA. They don't own it. It's not their call. Wrong. (laughs) All right. So I'm the one that's been on this. I think this email was pretty much directed at me. And uh, I'm going to say it's still incorrect. Um, I get that Titanfall is Respawn's property. Okay, EA Access is EA's property. EA has come out and said, if you buy EA Access, here's what you get. You'll get 10% off on all EA games. And that was everything right there, all EA games. So, uh, and you get to play early. You get, you know, blah, 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 all this other stuff, right? Games in the vault and all this stuff. So if Respawn decides they want their game to be published by EA, then they should be bound and EA should hold them to that EA access program. EA basically caved and said, we're not going to obligate, we're not going to fulfill our commitment we made to our customers because of whatever is going on with the negotiations they made with Respawn. Okay? It's EA who chose to not fulfill their obligations and commitments they made with their customers by saying, you don't get the game early, you're not getting the 10% discount, and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't devalue that game because the discount is going to be taken. You know, the publisher will still pay. The publisher is going to pay Respawn so much money, right, to publish the game. Assuming I'm assuming that's if I'm thinking correctly, this is how it works. A dev says, I got this game. I'm going to give, we're going to give it to EA. EA is going to give us money because they feel they can make more money on it. And they're going to put all this stuff into it and, and they're going to publish it. It's a digital title. Okay. If you sell when, when respawn, the money that respawn would get from uh, that Titanfall two going, being sold through Best Buy, Amazon, GameStop, Walmart, you name it. They do not get $60 because there's a lot of people between the dev and the store and the customer that got to get paid. The respawn will get a chunk of that $60, not all of it. So to say that 
they can't take six uh, $6 off the price of a digital when it's coming directly from the publisher, Respawn is still going to get their full amount. They're not out anything. The game's not devalued in any way. This is strictly on EA's side, letting someone else dictate terms to them of their own program. So that's why I've backed out of the EA Access program, because they've already backed out on change, and now they've got the asterisk in there. And I, I saw it the other day in an email they sent. There's the asterisk, Titanfall 2 is not included. That's just the first now of many games that are now not long, no longer going to be in this program. You're not going to get the discounts. You're not going to get to play it early. And so what's the point? So what's what's going to end up being an EA Access? All Probably all the EA games that they themselves make and not anything that they would publish for another company because now others are going to follow suit for whatever stupid reason. It does not impact Respawn in any way. Um, if anything, it hurts them, I think, um, because people now uh, don't have the, the chance to check it out or get it at a cheaper price, but they still would have checked it out. You only get to play it for a few hours. It's like a demo. And if, if Respawn doesn't want to give a demo, then I don't think they think very highly of their game. So this is on EA, in my opinion, um, and that's why I've backed out. I'm not going to support them when they're not going to fulfill their obligation to what they told me. They told me I was getting some things. Now they're going, oh, well, we're going to change it. Even though you paid us your money and you've renewed for a second year, we're going to now change all the terms here, and we're not going to fulfill our obligation to you. But we can do that because it's in our EULA that we can change our mind at any time. And guess what? You're still screwed. You can't get your money back. So, no, you're not going to do it to me again. That's where I think you're that, that the people that are sticking up and Flameslinger is not the only one to – write in or make comment about it. Um, and, and yes, I do agree that it is their property, but EA access is also the publisher's property and the publishers are the one that are publishing the game for respawn. So I think I feel that respawn is obligated under that to do and be part of that publisher's program. EA should not have allowed it. They should have said, okay, go somewhere else because EA screwing over their customers now. That's the, you know, so, you know, EA has been what they ran two years in a row as the worst company of America. They finally dug themselves out. And now, now what are they doing? Oh, we're not. Now let's go back to the way things were and go back to start hosing our customers again. Nope. You're not getting my money. I've backed out. I don't need it. I'll, I'll buy. I'm still getting Titanfall too. I I don't, I have want the game. I'll pay it, but I don't need to pay EA 30, 50, 60 bucks a year. Basically, for them to say, oh, you're, you're not going to get your discount anymore. You're not going to get to play it early. You're not going to get this on this particular game. Because it's going to be, this is just the first of now what will become a growing list of games. So. Hmm. All right. Oh, and you know what? We did miss something. Okay. Um, so- oh, no, we didn't. It's coming up. Never mind. The, the topic I said in the very beginning of the show we'll get to, it was... That's right. It's in our Facebook comments. So but that's it. But I do appreciate, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, flame slinger. I'm not saying you're wrong. You're dumb. You're stupid. Nothing like that. I appreciate everybody's comments. I'm just trying to, you know, that's why we said it. I, I thought about, well, we don't even need to put it in here because we've, we've had this conversation, but I wanted to make sure they had their, their chance to, to voice their, 
opinion. And again, I'm just responding in, in kind. So I appreciate everybody's thoughts on that. So, but I think we'll probably be done with this one. <laughs> so, cause I'm right. Everybody else is wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and the, the big, the big thing is we're not nothing against respawn. We're not nailing respawn. We're not saying anything about respawn. So, I mean, we want them to get all the money they can get. Um, well, he's saying we should be mad at respawn and not EA. No, 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 no. That's what flame slinger is yeah. saying. We shouldn't be mad at EA where I'm mad at EA about it. I blame EA. Right. They should have just said, yeah. Nope, you're in the program. Right. You want us to publish it. This is part of the publishing agreement period. This is the commitment we've made with our community, you know? And, and it's not that Respawn's not going to lose anything. They would not lose any money over this. Because guess what? EA is going to make, they're going to make money themselves. They're getting paid. Right. So that's, that's the benefit. If they get people in this program, you get a discount. So EA might not make it there, but they're going to make on that commitment that you're going to, you know, do every year with them. So yeah, it's, yeah, whatever. But. Next. <laughs> next. All right. Yeah, next. <laughs> All right. Next one is from Vengeful Loki. I don't know if uh should I read this one? Uh well yeah. he just yeah, he this is yeah, someone I know saying, personally. Well, yeah, so yeah, it's a, he, saying, you know, hey, let's catch up. Uh yeah. And then and, he uh, sent to you and yeah, uh, he's been uh he's been out of touch for a while. And uh hey, it's it's good uh to hear from him. That's for sure. Thanks for dropping us a line. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a very person more personal note. Yeah. So uh Loki, if you're listening, um I do not have your phone number anymore. And I know you lo- you don't have mine because I changed it and I lost yours when I changed phones somewhere about my two or three phone changes up here. Um I've lost it, so I've shot him uh shot you a message on live. I sent you my cell phone number but Loki on Xbox live. So give me a holler when you get a chance <laughs> or party up if you get online. So. All right. All right. Uh, Facebook message. Okay. This one's from Scott. Scott writes, uh, maybe this can be a topic of discussion for the next show. What do you guys think about data caps being placed on us by our ISPs? And how is this going to affect gaming? as someone who does a lot of digital downloads and streams a ton of TV shows and movies, I'm not sure if I'd hit the one terabyte mark per month, but I feel like I'm already paying a crazy amount of money for internet access without being nickel and dimed even further. As games get larger and videos increase in quality and size, it'll be easier and easier to use up the data and hit that one terabyte cap. Fortunately, it looks like I'm in the clear for now, but there are already smaller companies in my era that are capping it at 300 gig, something I know I go over every single month. Right. Now, this this is what I was saying with the guys in Australia who are paying to da- 100 bucks to download their $80, $60, game. So they're paying almost $200 for a game. You know, we currently, well, I have a cap um actually on my service but i'm at i think it's one terabyte as well um and when i when i moved here to washington and got this isp 
I was like, whoa, this was my introduction to caps. And if I had gone with the slower internet, it was a lot less. So I went with like the, the fastest that they have and it gave me like a one terabyte. And yeah, if I download, like you look at it, we've got, so just in October, Battlefield, uh, Titanfall, and um, Gears of War, the three of them together, probably 150 to 200 gig alone, you know, and that doesn't count your free games of the month, anything else you might want to buy. I stream, um, I stream my uh, Amazon Prime, I stream the uh, Net uh, HBO, uh, I do a lot of that. My kids are watching YouTube. We're streaming movies. We just watched uh, a couple of movies. I started buying movies digitally through Vudu. Um, we were watching one today. So that's that's streaming. You've got Ultra. What do they stream? You can. I forgot what it's called. There's HD, but they have HDX. So I don't, I, I don't know if it's Ultra HD, but they've got their Super HD. I don't know. It's a HDX. So it's coming through in high def. Uh, any movie I rent through the Microsoft store, you know, is in HD. The stuff's going to, it will start to add up before you know it, especially when you got an entire family and people are watching and doing different things on the internet and you yeah. got kids playing games and downloading their games or their music or, you know, books. And that's why I've, you know, for a long time, if you, these companies have started to put the caps on. And they make it sound like, oh, nobody's hitting this. You know, I think the this one article I was reading recently was, you know, nobody's hitting this now. Like 97% of the customers don't even come close. Yeah. But uh. we really aren't in. We're in the process of moving everything to digital and we're going to 4K. Yeah. So 4K streaming. So right now. Yeah, I mean, think about I'm down, you know, the 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 Netflix, the the YouTube's, the Hulu's, the all that stuff. What happens when you hit 4K? And now you're streaming 4K video. Your data is going to grow massively. And you are going to seriously blow past 1 terabyte. And what are they going to do at that point? Now they're going to start charging you for that. And that's what these ISPs want. They've got it in other countries and people are paying to download the game. They're paying more than the cost of the game to download it in Australia. That could very well likely happen here. So, you know, the the companies are like, oh, well, they're making it sound like, oh, you don't have to worry about it. But you do. (laughs) I mean, you got to be aware of what's going on because someday you could well open up that cable bill and find out you owe them several hundred or possibly a thousand dollars because, You've been watching, you've been streaming eight months, you know, eight years of TV shows or something, binge watching something, and you just paid a lot of money for it. So it's, it's coming. That's all I'm saying. People it's coming. Some people already have to deal with it today. Um, So I'm just looking at Netflix right now. So they have different quality settings. If you're running at high um, to get the, you know, best quality video. Cause I think uh, right now I'm set to auto. So it'll probably vary depending on conditions, but best quality video at high for HD is up to three gig an hour. And then they have ultra HD, which is seven gig an hour. And if you have kids playing, I mean, 
let's say a kid watches two hours in one day, that's 14 gig burned up right there. And if you think like every day, just watching a couple hours, Netflix can just burn up an entire one TV probably, you know? Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I hate, I hate the, Oh, we've looked and not very many people hit the cap. And I mean, like, you know, okay. What about streamers? Like we have new face games in our, in our chat right now. He's a streamer. We know darkness four, two, nine. He's a streamer. You know, what about like people like that that are streaming like us? Like, what about myself? Like, I'm the one I'm eating up a bunch of bandwidth right now, streaming out. And I mean, I know ours is in a game and we're not doing it for eight hours or something like that in a day, but I hate the excuse of like, well, not everybody's doing it. Well, you know what? If everybody's not reaching it, don't put a cap at one terabyte. It's a stupid excuse. It's, uh, I don't like that excuse. You know, they can't sit there and say, oh, we're going to put a cap, but not very many people hit it. Well, if not very many people hit it, then why are you putting a cap out in the first place? Right. That, 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 that's just bull. That's just crap. They're just doing it. Like Mark said, they're doing it to put it in place because they know here pretty soon, everybody's going to be doing it. So it's just, I mean, it's ridiculous. And, and it's just, I don't know. Yeah. We already pay. We, I mean, you know, I say it now, but like I said, you know, the folks down in Australia and stuff like that are probably want to reach through and beat me to death for saying this. You know, we pay, we don't pay as much as they do for internet. Um, I don't have caps. Scott, if I'm not mistaken, is in, was he in, is he in PA? Is he in Pennsylvania? Can't remember if that's where he's at or if he's moved. Or maybe I'm thinking somebody else. Um, but, you know, I don't have caps. I'm with Time Warner, and they're they, you know they're typically like all over it. But I think it's Comcast is putting in all the all the caps right now, isn't it? Aren't they the ones that are going around capping everybody? Um, yeah, like Comcast is. I know. Yeah, with their Xfinity, I believe that's where I read the article was about Xfinity putting caps in, and uh, I thought Time Warner was. I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look it up because they're Spectrum now. I mean, they got bought bought some by somebody else. So, um, I hope not. So, but it's 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 coming. I'm in a smaller. I got a smaller ISP, and they they do it. So yeah, yeah. It says here the FCC will not. Let's see. This is from April this year. The FCC won't let Charter Time Warner put data caps on internet plans. So I, I think I think the smaller companies get away with doing it, but the bigger ones might not be able to. Um, but. You know, this is the whole thing. If you, everybody goes back and, and remembers the whole, this is like all the stuff that's a part of not letting internet get ran by the government and like all those things that happened in the past. But who knows where that's at now? The neutrality, net neutrality stuff, I think was including in data caps and, and all that. So, but, uh, yeah. So, you know, that's, just I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Something something we gotta do something to stop. That's where companies like Google and the Gigabit and, and things like stuff like that where they come along. Cause like Time Warner, I pay 
what, 50 bucks a month, I guess, for a 20 down, or for a 50 down, 5 up, is what I'm doing now. Yeah, and I, I don't have... Sorry. What, so, <laughs> go ahead, what do you got? But I got one 10 down, and uh, what is it? It's 20 or... I think it's 20 or up. Yeah, so, and Time Warner is upping everything, so if it, anybody has the 50 down, 5 up, is going to be 300 down, 50 up? No, or 300 down, 20 up. Something like that. So I'm going to have crazy speeds, but, you know, with high speeds just means sucking up bandwidth a heck of a lot quicker, you know, so, but there, I'm, I'm, I do not have a cap. So I feel like if I'm getting 300 down and 20 up for 45 bucks a month, I'm paying... Fan, you know, well, well worth it. It's well worth it in my mind at that point. But, um, so yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, I don't, I don't like that excuse because those are excuses that phone companies used for the, um, for when they took away the unlimited data plans. You guys remember that everybody had an yeah. unlimited data plan yeah. and it was like, well, now we're, we're, you know, if you want to sign up, it's 15 a month because, you know, only it's less than 1% of people only use this. And then it's all of a sudden it's like, well, now I get 20. Now I get 30. Oh, look, unlimited plans are back. You know, it's just, it's just insane. Like, you know, I don't know why they, they keep doing it, but, uh, yeah. Is that it on that? Cause we yeah, have a, qu- just, we have a, qu- yep. we have a question in uh chat here. Um, uh, JD Bennett nine, uh, long time listener show was uh, wondering not Xbox related, but what kind of router modem should I buy to stream video, play games and browse the internet? Uh, if you're, if your company does not provide you an inter- or one and you want to get one yourself, uh, the only thing I think that is kind of a requirement and Rob, you guys might want to correct me if I'm wrong. You just want to make sure it's what Doxus three well, it depends on your provider because there's a bunch of different flavors of that standard. So you just want to get, um, like if they're, you know, uh, if 3.0 is their spec, right? you would probably want to get at least that. Um, if not a newer standard also, like if, you know, 3.1 or, mm-hmm. you know, if a 4.0 comes out, you, you want to get, the newest one, granted, they cost more, but then you won't have to upgrade later. Yeah, Docs, and then is yeah, yeah. Doxus three doesn't go any faster than three hundred down. Right. Uh, so, and I think the three point one, the three point one or the three point two or something like what you're stating, or maybe it's four. I can't remember. Is how is where you have to go if you get the gigabit down, gigabit down, gigabit up. So right. it's not three. I know I, you got to be higher than that. But that would be as far as modem wise. I mean, there's all sorts of ones out there. You just go to Amazon and 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 look it up. As far as routers, I run a Nighthawk. Um, it's fantastic. Uh, it's definitely well worth it. I believe there's a couple newer versions of what I have. I think I have like the 1900 or something or the you know something like that. Um, but it handles like 20. Five, I think it's rated for like 25 to 30 devices at simultaneously devices or something like that. Cause I run like, I think I have like 19 devices connected to the internet at any given time in my house. Um, so, and it handles it 
just fine. So, do you guys have any other routers or stuff that you guys prefer? Yeah, I like the um, Asus um, the RT AC87R. Um, that's the one I've got. And what I like about it is that it does, um, it's got uh, protection. So I've got like my kids can be blocked at the router from accessing anything on their tablets or their, the, the kids' PC. You know, I can block like adult sites and stuff like that. So you don't have to rely on client based stuff that the kids can get mm-hmm. around. You know, this is at the, at the router. So, you know, I see their machine. I'm, I apply the policy right to there. And there's other things you can, you can set up um, time limits and stuff like that. So um, I do like that for family uh, safety controls and stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, like right now I've got like 20 devices connected. Yeah. And, but uh, this thing allows you to go in and analyze your traffic. You can set up quality of service. You can pr- set up a guest network. So, you know, you can kind of apply whatever rules you want to them and then kind of have more of an, you know, if you want to, have people on a separate network that come and visit. Uh, it's got the 2.4 and the five gigahertz uh, networks on it. So yeah. it's nice. It works real well. Um, I like the interface. So that's, that's what I use. Yeah. And I, and I mean, it, and I just, I'm just stating what I have, but I will say that for the Nighthawk, yes, you have guest network. You have the 2.4 and the five, which is nice. And I recommend getting one with a guest network. I really like that because People come stay, friends come over, you know, kids have friends over and stuff. You don't have to put them, everybody on there. Um, the router also, I believe, blocks certain sites and stuff. But I believe, well, I think mine was software-based. I think I had to go through, uh, I used to run my stuff through Open DNS, So I had my stuff blocked there um, and, and used that right there. But I would prefer to have it in the router, and I don't think my router has something that's very that's nice at all. Um, I think they basically just say, "Hey, our router can block you know sites and stuff, but download this software and yada yada yada." So, Marg, I, I would like to see the model that you have of that, or, or where it's at, and maybe you can put it on Facebook for uh, for JD because I believe he's on our Facebook yeah, group I, as well. I think there's a newer version of this router. Um, I believe they came out with a newer one after I bought this one, but uh, this one came uh, re- recommended to me when I was looking for this web filtering for, yeah. you know, I wanted that. That was what I mainly wanted because it's like, okay, I'm about time to let my kids start getting on uh, and doing things and they need to do things for school. And, you know, you just want to protect them as much as you can. Sure, so yeah. right. a lot of crap out there that finds its way in. Um, but, uh, it does. So this thing does, it's got parental control, so you can do time scheduling for their device. So it'll kick their device off of offline at a certain hour. So if they've got like, you know, a DS or a tablet phone or whatnot, and they're in the middle, in their room in the middle of the night, you can basically say, well, you can't get on the internet. Um, and it does, uh, you can filter web, web filters in app, uh, apps as well. Plus it's got a bunch of network protection stuff as, uh, on it as well so it's i like it there's a lot to it, it it's uh amazon's got them i think it was 218 so they are expensive but i've been using one since the beginning of this year um yeah it works real well 
Yeah, I run the AC nineteen hundred, which is like the R seven thousand Nighthawk, and I think they're going for like one sixty. But I will say, based on what Mark's saying there, I would put out a little bit of the extra money and get get one like that. If definitely if you have if that's stuff you want to get into. Um sure. And and one thing to consider about these two is that a, a lot of people well and since you guys have mentioned yours, I have uh, an Asus also, but it's a AC nineteen hundred. Uh, along the same lines as what Brun's got, but it's uh, the RT, what, AC68U. So it's a little bit of an older version of the one that Mark has. And the features on it are phenomenal. But the one thing that I do want to add that a lot of people don't seem to get when they're buying these things is people will drop all this cash at a monthly basis to get fast bandwidth. Mm -hmm. And then they'll go out and they'll buy like a $30 after rebate router, like the cheapest one that they can find. And it's going to throttle you. It's going to throttle you because these things do not have the horsepower in them to route traffic. The routers that I use at work at a daily basis for enterprise networks, they're like, I mean, your average one is somewhere between six to about $12,000. There's a reason mm-hmm. why the home ones are 30 bucks, 50 bucks yeah. after rebate. And just, they don't have the throughput. If you want to be able to really judge routers really well, get a good recommendation is a website called small net builder. It's a small net You can go over there choose some criteria and they'll help you choose uh, a router based on rankings. They do like some crazy, crazy testing. I don't know how these guys do all this stuff where they test throughput, they test wireless and everything. I mean, wireless performance is important of course, but the routing engine inside the router has to be able to handle the bandwidth that you get. If you get a router that maxes out at 30 meg, you can have a hundred meg from your cable company. You will never, ever receive that throughput. Right. You're just wasting money. So definitely check out small net builder. If you want to check out the routers, they've got tons of recommendations and for AC 1900 routers run the Netgear R 7,000 is the number one rated. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. It's, by them. it's really good. I mean, when I got it, I think it was like 220 or something like that. Yeah. And, and, and it's just in, you kind of want to future proof yourself. And and the thing is, is and I have this feeling, I don't know if it's true or not, but I believe routers degrade over time. You know, it's just, I've, I've seen it where I've had, I've had net gears, I've had D links yeah, and, and I haven't had Asus yet. So like, maybe I'll try that next. Um, but I really do believe like once you run them for a year or two or something like that, they, they do start to like, you know, dive down a little bit. Um, you know, I, I have noticed that as well a lot with my previous Netgears and Linksys routers yeah, to the point of where they almost die. Yeah. And I've done a little bit of research on it. And from what I've been able to discover, I think it's heat mm-hmm. that kills them because they overheat. And there were people that actually did these fan modifications where they put, you know, I don't know if it was a 120 millimeter fan or whatever, but they put it on top. You know, you cut a hole in the case and this thing runs and it cools the system. And it's supposedly supposed to make it work a lot better. Although I've had my Asus now for probably at least like a year, year and a half, maybe. 
and it's been solid yeah. and fantastic. They release a lot of updates. That's another thing. It's very important as well. I just want to add this as well. If you get a router, get one that gets updated by the manufacturer mm-hmm. because there's vulnerabilities. There's all sorts of bad stuff that can happen if your router gets compromised because if it is your gate for your entire home, everything that you have, like Mark was saying, he's got 20 devices. I've got at least the same Brun. You've probably got the same. Yep. Our listeners probably all have the same. You've got tons of precious stuff at home, photos, who knows what else, bank records. And, you know, people break into companies all the time. You know, a little home dinky home router, you know, that just gets some like cheap firmware on there and stuff like that. It can get into it no problem and you are exposed. So just get a quality product and you'll be better off for it. Yeah. And, and, and I think I'm running mine for going on like two or three years. I've had mine for quite some time. Um, mine does get updates, but I was looking at like, okay, if I buy a cheap one, I buy a cheap one, you know, that's going to equal $300. I might as well just get a $300 modem now, you know, by time, you know, you cycle through a couple, but you also want to future proof yourself a little bit, you know, right now you're looking out there and there's a lot of gigabit, um, uh, gigabit mode or routers out there now, you know, do you, should you drop $400 on a gigabit router now because who knows when you're going to get a bit, you know, get that bandwidth down. If it's something that where it's coming to your town or you have it in your town, then sure, yeah, get it. Because like Rob said, you'll be throttled at your at your router if you don't. Um, but don't drop a bunch in and think you're going to future proof yourself for ten years. Because like I was saying, I think your router will eventually no. kind of crap out on you. So really be smart on planning your upgrades and when things are going to happen. You know, like I, like if I did one now, I'd probably future proof myself for a gigabit, uh, version. So, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but cool. And if you think about it, a router is nowadays really like an appliance. Yeah. It is something like my router. I guarantee you it runs 24 hours a day, sending traffic in and out nonstop. 365 days a year and you should get a quality product. It's, it's not something that you really want to cheap out on because, you know, we use data all the time for everything that we do work, play, who knows what. Very cool. But cool. Thanks. That was a good question. I like helping talk about that stuff sometimes. All right. Well, with that, let's move on. That's out of community. I think we're done with that today. And, uh, oh, wait. What's become, what's coming out this week? All right. Got a couple things Gears of War 4, mm-hmm. WWE 2K17. 2K16 was free not too long ago. Xbox Live, uh, Games with Gold. Uh, we have Rise of the Tomb Raider, Blood Ties on Tuesday. We've got, Metal Gear Solid 5, the definitive experience. Uh, Payday 2, the big score. We have Solitaire. What an original name for that one. Uh, Duke Nukem 3D, 20th anniversary world tour. Coming out, I believe, on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. And then Mantis Burn Racing. Or Mantis. Mantis Burn Racing. For the 360... We have a single title, and that's WWE 2K16. 
And uh, games with gold for this month got a couple of days left for the first half of October. You have a couple more days to get Assassin's Creed Chronicles China. Uh, personally, I've enjoyed the, the Chronicles series. Uh, definitely a good time. You know, uh, not too crazy of a gaming experience, but uh, you know, just fills fits that uh, or scratches that itch that you need for some cool gaming. And then uh, Super Mega Baseball Extra Innings that started up at the beginning of the month. It'll go through the end. That's for Xbox One. And then uh, starting on, yeah, this coming week, we will have the Switch, right? When's the 16th? Is that when we're doing the next show? Okay. I won't talk about uh, the second half of the month because we'll hit that next week. Uh, Xbox 360, we currently have for a few more days, MX versus ATV Reflex. Don't forget, for the 360, that is a backwards compatibility title. So you can also get that and play it on Xbox One. Then uh, lastly, Amazon time here. If you're making any purchases on Amazon, please use our affiliate link. You can find that on our website, uh, thisxboxlife.com. Just click on the big Amazon logo. It'll take you to Amazon. Use that each and every time you make your Amazon purchases. We get a little finder's fee for sending you their way. Uh, It only works uh, for up to 24 hours or until your next purchase. So if you go through there and uh, click the link and don't buy anything next time, you know, use it again, please. And it doesn't cost you anything extra, but we get a little bit of a finder's fee for sending you their way. Then uh, also, if you're on iTunes, uh, find our show, give us a rating five stars if you could. The more five-star reviews that we get, uh, the more chances of of us being a featured podcast and uh, having more people find out about the show, growing the community, and that's a good thing. We would definitely appreciate it. And I believe uh, that's about it. All right. Secondary question on uh, the routers and stuff was, can you get your own modem? Um, I know where I'm at, I have Time Warner. They allow You can buy your own modem. You just have to call them and give the MAC address, and they kind of tie into you. Um, sometimes what they do is, you know, renting or having their equipment is like 12 bucks a month. I think what it is, it turns into like a $3 a month charge or, or maybe nothing. I, I don't know. Uh, I would have to check, but I do have friends of my own at work that they all run their own modems, but it depends on how much you're going to save versus how much it costs for a modem. Sure. With my company, I have a company called Wide Open West. Wow. As my provider. Wowee. And uh, I believe they went up to $7 a month uh, for their modem rental or leasing, whatever you want to call it. So if you really think about it, if it's $7 a month, that is what? uh, 70, 94, 84, no, $84 a year to rent. And I get the whole thing of, you know, if there's an issue, they'll replace it or whatnot. However, the thing to consider is that cable modems themselves are not very expensive. You'll usually, if you buy your own, you'll pay it off within the first year approximately. And the only time you'll really need to change it out is, let's say, if you up the speed and you need, you know, like if you've got a 3.0 modem and you need a 3.1 you know, that would be a compelling reason to upgrade. Beyond that, I don't know if it really matters too much. 
But when you do decide to get your own modem, definitely make sure that it's a supported modem by your cable company because they do push out firmware and such for specific models that they support. You really don't want to be left hanging uh, with an unsupported modem. I think most companies will activate just about anything, but they won't update everything. And, um, you know, that's just something to keep in mind. Like, wow, I had a list of, I don't know what it was, like half a dozen or a dozen modems. And I just picked up one of those that they did support. Yeah. And uh, another thing you can do too is if you don't want to spend a whole lot, uh, you can usually find really cheap ones on eBay. Because before I got the one that I got now, which is, uh, I think it's a Motorola 6120 or something like that. Uh, I actually bought one. It was only 30 bucks. It was a used one off of eBay. Cause I guess some cable installers or something, they take the models and they sell them or whatnot. So you can pick up really cheap used ones on eBay. And as far as I know, they're all the same. Uh, and who cares if you can just, you know, save a, a bunch of money. So if you, if you buy one for 40 bucks on eBay, it'll pay itself off in what? Six months. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Yeah, like I know, I know, yeah, they usually typically have a list. I know Aris, you know, I've had Aris ones before. Motorola has them and stuff like that. You just kind of have to go out there. I will say that I'd never buy the all-in-one. I hate the all-in-one things that they give you from from the cable company. Oh, like AT&T? Yeah, AT&T does it. So does, everybody's doing Givers. it now, you know, but the only reason why I don't like them is because I also run my own router, like we just discussed earlier. And you know you have to go in and you have to pretty much tell the your modem, hey, you don't do anything. You just pass the internet onto my router and then let my router do DHCP, uh, do the NAT and stuff like that because you will end up having issues where you're double natting. So like people will drop, your thing will get strict, and I forget which version I what modem I have now. It's like a net B or a B something. I don't know. Um, they locked it down to where I couldn't oh, turn God. off everything, and I had to go online and find their manufacturing password to go in and shut everything off, just so then I can let my my router handle all of the information. And once I did that, everything just started flying. I mean, it was crazy after that. So there's just so much stuff. But if you're going to go look for a modem, just make sure it's a modem. You know, make sure it doesn't do all this fancy stuff. Like, go buy a router to handle all that stuff or a switch or, I mean, however you want to handle it. But, yeah, I don't like the all-in-ones. But, yeah, you know, you look out there. They're $129, $200, things like that for a really decent Doxus uh, 3.1 um, and things like that. So I hope that answers everybody's questions. So, all right. You guys got anything else? No, sir. No? All right. Well. We will see everybody next week. And I'm Brun BJ Swick 33. I'm Rob Elson Rose Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Mark AK Wingman 709 taking off.